welcome to This Week in Brattleboro History, produced by the Brattleboro Historical Society and the Brattleboro Area Middle School. We'd like to congratulate Coach Eric Liberdoni and the Brattleboro Colonels for their state championship win this year. This year's Vermont High School State Championship in boys hockey got us wondering about the last time Brattleboro claimed this title. It was back in 1939. Coach Leroy Johnston led his purple and white hockey team to an undefeated season. The team went on to compete in a Hartford, Connecticut tournament and defeated the Southern Connecticut champions as well. The Connecticut team had played all over New England and only had lost one other game in the last four years. This caused the Brattleboro coach to make a claim for the New England champion moniker and the Vermont title. In 1939, there was no Vermont high school hockey tournament, so an official champion was not established. It was left to newspapers and sports writers to assess the teams and offer their opinions on which was the best during the season. The closest team to Brattleboro that year was Middlebury, which had lost one game. General consensus of sports writers was that Brattleboro was better. In 1992, local sports writer Gary Harrington wrote an article for the Brattleboro Reformer about the 1939 team. Hockey had not been a varsity sport at Brattleboro High School since 1942, and in 1992 it was revived as a varsity sport once again. Harrington was able to interview some of the players from the 1939 team. According to Arnold White, goalie for the undefeated 1939 championship team, High school hockey began around in 1929 with the arrival of science teacher and coach Leroy Johnny Johnson. White said there was no indoor rink to play on, Instead, they cleared off whatever available ice they could find, propped up some boards, built a net, and called it a rink. White was quoted in the 1992 article. One of the rinks we played on was on Western Avenue, right near where the throughway is now. I lived on the corner of Allerton Avenue, right next to the rink, and when I was in 8th grade, George Sprug. The goalie on the high school team asked me if he could leave his goalie equipment on my back porch, and I said sure. As soon as he was around the corner, I'd grab the stuff, run over, and the guys would shoot on me until dark. Coach Johnston was from Campobello Island, New Brunswick, Canada. He had graduated from Colby College in 1928 and began teaching and coaching in Brattleboro soon after. In 1954, Brattleboro sports writer Vic Harrison wrote that Johnston was a quiet and unassuming little fellow with a marked Scottish burr. Johnston practically sired hockey at Brattleboro High School. He began to develop the game on his arrival here, and the school hasn't had a team since he departed in 1942. His tenure here was during Depression years, and Johnny sometimes had to beg, borrow, or steal equipment as he strove to build up facilities for his athletes. His hockey teams never had a permanent home, They played at the Retreat Meadows on Harris Place, at Vinton's Pond, off Western Avenue, behind the old high school, and at the fairgrounds. Building sideboards and cages, shoveling deep snow, and watering rinks, they were all part of a hard winter's work for Johnston, beginning as soon as he could break away from physics and science classes. For five years, from 1930 to 1934, the Brattleboro Hockey Squad did not lose a game to the Vermont team. Johnston also coached boys track to two state championships and was an assistant coach for the football team. Phil Dunham had also been on the 1939 championship team and was interviewed by Gary Harrington. Here's some of what he remembered about playing in the 1930s. You'd bring your stick and your hot dogs and be there all day playing hockey. For shin pads, 
we tie on copies of the Ladies Home Journal or Saturday Evening Post using cut-up inner tubes or canning rubbers. Anything you could find. It was a depression. We had to build our own rinks, mark them, flood them, and shovel them off when it snowed. You had to like hockey or you wouldn't be there freezing at night hosing down the ice. Our sideboards were made from the boxcar linings we got down at Crosby Milling Company. We pushed snow around the outside to hold them up and then hoped they'd freeze in. Some days it was wonderful, but some days the ice was kind of soft. We had a lot of cancellations. If we had a good January thaw, our rink and sideboards went down the Connecticut River. That happened more than once. Also from the Harrington interview, goaltender Arnold White commented on some of the players from the 1939 team. Alan Sargent was an excellent hockey player. He was fast and he irritated anyone opposite him. No one could shake him and he had a good shot. William Saunders went on to be captain at Yale, but the best player we had was Bud Frazier. William Bud Frazier moved to Brattleboro for his junior year. He was from Campbellton, New Brunswick, Canada, and had come to live with his uncle and aunt, Edward and Irene Lyon. Irene Mann Lyon was sister to Bud's mother, Margaret Mann Frazier. According to local newspaper reports of the time, Bud hoped to become a U.S. citizen and attend the U.S. Naval Academy. He wanted to become a flyer. During the 1938-39 hockey season, Bud scored 17 goals and made 17 assists in seven games. In the tournament game at Hartford, Connecticut, Bud scored three more goals. The 1939 Dial yearbook wrote, Besides his goal-scoring prowess, he played a bang-up defensive game at center. The yearbook went on to comment on the rest of the team. Alan Sargent and the Howe brothers, Jimmy and Stu, played the wings, while Stanley Wilson and Stuart Duncan played stellar hockey in the defensive post. Little Arnie White developed into an outstanding goaltender. Sports writer Vic Harrison wrote that Coach Johnston was a quiet and unassuming little fellow, but Johnston also loved to highlight the accomplishments of his teams and players. In 1939, Johnston wrote a letter to the Rutland Herald sports writer to make sure the writer was aware that junior Bud Frazier was being followed by many professional hockey teams, including the Montreal Canadiens. For the 1939-40 school year, Bud Frazier was elected senior class president. He was also elected captain of the football team, but did not play hockey that year. The 1940 yearbook mentions that he was not able to fulfill his class officer duties either. In September 1939, Canada's close ties with Great Britain led Canada to declare war against Germany in what became known as World War II. Bud Fraser decided to forego his plans to become a U.S. Navy pilot and return to Canada to volunteer in the Royal Canadian Air Force. In April 1942, word reached Brattleboro that Bud Fraser was missing after air operations. He had joined the RCAF to become a flight sergeant on a plane that flew night bombing missions over Germany. Fraser was serving as a wireless operator and gunner on a Sterling Four motored bomber. He was not quite 22 years old. Four months later, Fraser's parents were notified that the Canadian military presumed that Bud was dead. In June 1943, Fraser's parents received another letter from the Royal Canadian Air Force stating that Bud had indeed been killed in a bombing mission over Germany, and his body was buried outside Frankfurt, Germany. Meanwhile, Leroy Johnston, another Canadian of Canada, resigned his position as teacher and coach at Brattleboro High about the time the news of Fraser's missing air operations made its way to town. In 1942, Johnson joined the U.S. Navy and eventually rose to the level of lieutenant commander. In 1947, after five years of service in the Pacific Theater, Leroy Johnny Johnson visited Brattleboro to share that he would not be returning to the classroom. He had been selected to attend an advanced management course at Hartford University and would continue to serve the U.S. Navy. 
Upon his death in 1954, the Brattleboro High Class of 1945 decided to honor Coach Johnson with the Leroy Johnson Memorial Trophy, which is given to an outstanding track and field athlete every year. Hockey was missing from Brattleboro's history for 50 years. In 1992, though the efforts of many, the team became a varsity sport again. Now, in 2021, it's nice to see that the team rise again to claim the championship banner that was last held by Coach Johnson, Bud Fieser, and the rest of the purple and white team of 1939. We'd like to thank Maddox, Emily, Jay, Tiffany, Maeve, Ida, and Allie for remembering Bud Frazier and Coach Johnston this week in Brattleboro history. Please join us next week for another story from our community's past. 